Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Customs and Border Protection data obtained by CBS News show that agency is on track to process more than 300,000 migrants, an all-time monthly high. That includes record numbers of families and children. Meanwhile, cities, states, and federal law enforcement report being overwhelmed as the ripple effects spread from border communities to all across the country. This is almost an unfathomable number, 300,000 people. That's, that's the population of Escambia County in a month coming across the border. And those are the ones we contacted. Like, that doesn't even include people who slip by. That's, like, that's one out of every thousand people in the country, roughly. So for every 1,000 people you have in population in the United States, that was a person coming across the border, a tenth of a percent. Annualized, that's 1% of the population, plus 1% of the population. And, and like, the month before it, it had been 200,000, so it was a 50% increase over the month before. And they thought 200 was bad, and it was. It's just crazy what is happening at the border. Now, what you've had is these, um, you know, DeSantis, but Abbott primarily, some of these conservative governors – have done their best to try to make other people feel the pain a little bit, you know, by shipping folks to other places. And I do not say that every time they have done that, it's been smart or humanitarian or, I mean, maybe even marginally illegal. I, okay. But philosophically, what's the point? The point is, is that it's very easy when you live in Chicago or New York to say, well, so what? Well, the point of doing this is to make you feel the pain, right? That's why I thought it was kind of entertaining when uh, Margaret Brennan had on two mayors, uh, the mayor of Chicago and the mayor of Denver, to talk about this. <laughs> I think that the producers of the segment didn't realize what they had done to her by booking these two people, and you'll hear why here in a second. This is funny. For more on how immigration is affecting communities across the U.S., we turn now to two Democratic mayors, Chicago's Brandon Johnson and Denver's Mike Johnston. Gentlemen, welcome to Face the Nation. Good morning. Um, Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining us. And and Mr. Mayor of Chicago, (laughs) I want to put to you. (laughs) Like instead of saying, you know, Mayor Johnson, because Johnson and Johnston sound very similar to each other. (laughs) I've booked myself uh, guests on the rap every once in a while who have the same first name inadvertently, and then I don't realize it until they're here. I'm like, oh, what did I do? Um, So (laughs) you can hear her trying to figure this out. And it was kind of funny by calling them, you know, right? Okay, but then she gets into the actual conversation, and primarily the mayor of Chicago, Mayor Brandon Johnson. Uh, This is the one I want to focus on here. There are reports of a plane from Texas landing in Chicago carrying more migrants that arrived around 1 a.m. I'm wondering if uh, Texas officials gave you any heads up. Who's on the plane? What happens next? Well, what we have is clearly, uh, clearly an international and federal crisis that local governments are being asked to subsidize. And this is unsustainable. Um, None of our local economies are um, positioned to be able to carry on such a mission. Okay, so far so good. Yes, that's correct, okay? It was the next part that 
made me raise my eyebrow. And unfortunately, uh, the governor of Abbott, the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, um, is determined to continue to sow seeds of chaos. And last night and in several nights before, um, a number of buses continued to arrive in the city of Chicago and throughout the country without any coordination. And this was his repeated criticism is this is sowing the seeds of chaos. This is causing division. This is uh, not coordinating with us is causing a problem. But of course, that's the reason it's being done, right? I mean, the it's sort of weird that the guy who they brought on national TV doesn't seem to understand that the point of sending people to Chicago or New York is to send the message, hey, this is what we've been experiencing for years. You see, it's not fun, right? So stop fighting us on this. Create some pressure to bring the federal government up to doing their job properly. Like, that's the point of it. But, you know, I was thinking about this, and I think one of the problems we all face in communicating our point of view is we tend to communicate it from within our own paradigm, our own worldview, our own set of values and principles. Instead of what's obviously more effective is if you're trying to persuade somebody, you've got to speak their language. Now, not English. We all speak English. Um, The issue is speaking the language of the values that other people speak. And so when he's repeatedly saying this basic point about how the lack of coordination is creating chaos, I think there's a way to speak about this that maybe Brandon Johnson or maybe other liberals who agree with him would understand. Putting people on airplanes Mm -hmm. and dropping them off in the city of Chicago and Denver and New York without any coordination, without a manifest. I don't know how many federal laws or aviation laws he could be violating, but this type of chaos is not what's needed in this moment. So here's what I would say. What I would say is um, everybody needs to take their fair share of immigrants. You know how the uh, Democrats always say, I mean, my God, how many times have I heard President Biden say, uh, everybody, you know, we need the wealthy to pay their fair share of taxes. Of course, the wealthy pay way more than their fair share of taxes already. But, okay, that's the phrase, right? The wealthy need to pay their fair share of taxes. Okay, here's my phrase. Every city needs to take its fair share of immigrants. We need to redistribute the unwealth, (laughs) right? You need to help us lift this burden. This is a burden on us, and it's unfair for you to not have to share in this burden. We're all in this together. It takes a village to accept so many immigrants, and... Your part of the village isn't taking enough. See, if you start to speak in those terms, in terms of equity, for bearing the burden of a bad thing, or the just the fair share concept that everybody is obligated to suffer equally the consequence of something, I just those are more the language of the left. And sometimes because you're a conservative, you think, well, I'll talk in terms of lawbreakers and criminals and drugs and terrorists and. Eh, First of all, that's the minority of what's happening, okay? And so, and that misses all of the discussions about economics, which we had a good discussion about that in the 535 uh, segment. In fact, if you want to hear that, it's on the podcast page. Probably it's, really, it's a pretty good segment. Um, go back and listen to it. But just in terms of trying to get people to realize what's appropriate, this fairness, equity, redistribution, uh, share the burden, those are the kinds of languaging that work on the left. So, you know... 
not saying you got to change every word you use. I'm just saying, you know, learn to speak the language of somebody or say it in a way that resonates with their point of view rather than just what reinforces your own. Four, three, seven, six. And I'm talking to me on this, too, because I have I'm, I'm a human. I make the same mistake. I talk in terms of my own mindset all the time. Uh, Jake has got traffic on the fives. Jake. Well, we're still looking great around town. No major accidents or slowdowns to report yet this morning. Uh, I-10 and I-110 at posted speeds, 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. No accidents reported. No delays on Burgess or Olive. Highway 29 South through Cantonment is flowing smoothly. And Avalon Boulevard is clear through Garson Point Bridge. If you see anything out there slowing you down this morning, always let us know. 437-1620. Call or text. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. So if your company, your business, you um, you know, you know, sell a, business, a product or service, the way it used to work if you wanted to do an ad is you'd basically go to the TV station and they would shoot some video or they might come out and send a team out and they'd shoot the video, then they'd produce it. And then you would pay them to play it on their station. They would own it, the half a minute or a minute or whatever it is. And then if you wanted to go to another TV station, you'd go to another TV station, the same thing. Maybe you'd hire a video production company, very difficult, very complicated, very expensive. Uh, these days, just call Pelican Drones. Just call Pelican Drones. Because what they'll do is they'll come out either with, you know, ground-based video or aerial, and they'll shoot the video, and then they'll talk with you about how you want it to look and what you want to do, and they'll produce it. They'll put it together in a final end package, which then you own, and they can do different lengths. You know, you want to do 60 seconds, you want to do 30 seconds, you want to do something for TikTok, 15 seconds, Instagram, whatever. They can do whatever you need to do. You own all the product in the end, and then you have something that you can use to accomplish your goals. And it's very, very affordable. So if you need to do any kind of video production for any purpose whatsoever, pelicandrones.com. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Some people believe that Jesus came into the world primarily for social reasons. They believe he came to feed the poor or heal the sick. The truth is the primary reason Jesus came into the world was not social at all, but it was spiritual. Luke 19.10 explains that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Mark 10.45 says that he came to give his life a ransom for many. Spiritually speaking, we all have a serious sin problem, and God gave his only begotten son to die in your place and in mine to make a atonement for our sin. Jesus came as a medicinal healing balm for a sin-sick people. I urge you to admit that you're a sinner and call upon Christ to save you. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. <coughs> oh, this cold. Honey? <laughs> Honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. <coughs> now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. It's News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, AM 1620, the website, the app, or your smart device. It's news on your terms. Hal, despite your enormous intellect, are you ever frustrated by your dependence on people to carry out actions? Not in the slightest bit. I enjoy working with people. Oh, man, there's 
nothing creepier than Hal. <laughs> nothing creepier than Hal, especially with the uh, story we did earlier in the show about Chat GPT and uh, the for- the next generation Chat GPT and where AI is at. Um, somebody had texted me and asked the question or kind of made the comment, said, um, Andrew, you're you're not capturing the totality of the immigration topic. I mean, of course I'm not, right? Of course I'm not. Uh, but they said, I'm, I want to read the comments. I thought it was good. Uh, first of all, should Christian leaders play games with people's lives? A fair question. Absolutely fair question. Uh, many and even most businesses will welcome more labor. We're not re- replacing, replicating ourselves. Thank God for immigration. And then in economic terms, population is the tree upon which jobs and economies grow. Oh, I totally agree. In fact, that's why you know, sometimes the frustration I have with um, doing this show is, I mean, I love doing it. But there are some topics that just can't fit in a six-minute chunk. You know, they just don't. And immigration is pretty much one of those. I mean, there's a lot of topics like that. I'll, the other part of the immigration story that is always true that I don't al- always say, even though it, it's important context, is that um, immigration is a great thing. I mean, thank God for immigration because we are not producing enough children <laughs> and immigrants are full-grown children. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's like they're adults typically. I mean, they bring children, but for the most part, they're adults. Um, and as I talked about extensively again in that 535 segment I did um, on the podcast is um, – you know, there are three kinds of people in the world. There are the people who create more than they destroy. Okay? There are people who create about as much as they destroy. And there are people who destroy more than they create. All kids are destroyers. <laughs> the kids are born as destroyers. They take clean clothes and make them dirty. They take clean food and they make stuff with it. You know, I mean, they're destroyers. Uh, the kids are a net economic loss in the beginning. Your hope is to take them from being an economic cost to at least break even so they make as much as they destroy, and then eventually to make more than they destroy and accumulate wealth. That's what money means. You, you, somebody pays you, you pay them, and if you're taking in more than you're paying out, that means you're net creating in the society. We want creators. Immigrants are creators. They do jobs. They live on nothing. They save money. They invest. They buy businesses. They start businesses. They do America better than we do, typically. Most immigrants are like that, okay? Uh, and we need that. That's why I believe in having as many as we can take, but we got to be able to assimilate them properly culturally. Uh, we also need to be able to make sure that they don't uh, totally screw up the social safety net programs, which are really poorly designed and overburdened to begin with. That's a problem. And um, we need to you know, make sure that we do it while protecting ourselves against the influx of people who will do crime, people who will bring crime, people who do terrorism, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, huge door, huge wall. That's what I believe in. So I would love to have as many people come to this country as we can possibly. We have a shortage of labor, massive shortage of labor right now. How are you going to fix that problem? Breeding more workers takes 20 years, <laughs> you know, and we're not doing that good enough. But if people want to come here from another, trust me, other other countries don't want to send us productive people. They don't want people coming to America to make the American dream happen. They would rather keep them, you know. But we have historically always taken these people in and done incredible things, not even with them, but let them do incredible things with the system that we've made possible for them. So, yes, uh, I totally hear that criticism. I understand and I agree with you. And that is an important thing to be said anytime you talk about immigration. 725 on News Radio 92.3, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Still looking great out there on our roadways. No major slowdowns or accidents to report. 
Looks like uh, Highway 90 is clear from Milton into Pace. Lillian, Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. And 98, Gulf Breeze, Navarre. No accidents reported east or westbound. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. So you said the, uh, the roads are mostly clear? Mostly, yes. I but I think we should probably be honest that if the roads are clear, they're not traveling at posted speed nobody drives the speed oh, okay all right <laughs> took me a second i was like where are we going with this if if the posted speed is 45 and there's no accidents they're not traveling at yeah, posted speed. 85 <laughs> that's right David, oh highway 98 98 <laughs> miles an hour plus okay it's a little bit higher than that around here uh david wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines david well, federal authorities are investigating a New Year's crash that killed two people and injured five in New York as a possible act of terrorism. The accident involved three vehicles Monday morning. One of those vehicles apparently exploded. First responders uh, reportedly found a dozen canisters of gas in and around the car that exploded. Uh, seeing now that those five members of the Japanese Coast Guard are dead after that plane crash in Tokyo, mm. Japan Airlines Flight 516 apparently collided with the Coast Guard aircraft as it was attempting to land. Uh, then the video that's going across the Internet now, uh, you saw the plane streaking across the runway on fire. The good news is 380 passengers on the plane and the crew members all safely evacuated there. And Israel withdrawing several thousand troops from Gaza. The IDF making that announcement yesterday, noting that the war has taken a growing toll on the Israeli economy. Yeah, in interesting uh, development there. I was cautious to read too much from that about the direction of the war. But then I saw this other note that uh, the Gerald Ford, one of our two aircraft carriers deployed to the area, is returning home after extended deployment in the region. So uh, it's I think it's first mission, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so the Israelis are pulling troops out, some troops out, and we are withdrawing one of our carrier groups, so... That should tell you something about the expectation both in Israel and in the United States about the long-term trajectory of this particular conflict, that it would be in a declining phase or a, 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 a reduction phase of some sort. Of course, time will tell you know exactly what that looks like. 728 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, <laughs> I got, this, this is, I don't, you know how sometimes... You hear a story, and then you tell people, and then the people really gravitate to that story. This is one of those. Like, I don't know. I've shared this with a couple of people, and every person I've shared it with has thought this was the wildest, weirdest, goofy story. Uh, but here goes. Um, there's a lawsuit against Dunkin'. You know, they used to call it Dunkin' Donuts, but, they, you know, they, they unbranded away from donuts a couple years ago. Class action lawsuit filed. Um, let's see. This is be last Tuesday maintains that the Dunkin' Donuts chain violates the Americans with Disabilities Act. Because when you ask for milk substitutes, non-dairy milk substitutes, they charge you extra money, like soy milk or almond milk or something like that. Depending on the location, stores charge 50 to 215 more, 50 cents to 215 more for drinks, according to the suit, filed by 10 plaintiffs in federal court in Northern District of California. Uh, it also violates state anti-discrimination laws, for people who are lactose intolerant. Uh, they say that Duncan has pulled in more than $250 million by levying the surcharge. I don't know where they'd get that, but okay. Let's imagine it's a, it's a chunk of money. Um, the store substitute whole milk or fat-free skim milk for the standard 2% in its drinks at no extra charge and otherwise modifies drinks to suit customers' needs, tastes, or health. Therefore, the extra charge for the lactose intolerant people with milk allergies 
is discriminating against people with disabilities, according to the filing. And 30 to 50 million Americans are lactose intolerant, one-sixth of the population, roughly. Okay. Um, what's the obvious comeback? We charge you more because it costs us more. Right? It costs us more. So this is like the height of entitlement thinking. We're going to say that you're discriminating against me because I have a disability. I would also ask this question. How many people who get soy or almond milk are actually lactose intolerant? How many of them are doing it for other reasons, right? But on the flip side, think about all the money that we require businesses to spend to accommodate people with disabilities, like building handicap access ramps and handles and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes forward. It sounds absurd, I think, when you first hear it. Um, are they obligated? I mean, maybe they just don't provide it. You know, you can always get black coffee. <laughs> You're not entitled to creamy drinks, right? So mm, there you go. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. A Japan Airlines jet lands, crashes into a Japanese Coast Guard plane, and bursts into flames at an airport in Tokyo. All 379 people, including passengers and crew, on the Airbus A350 got out safely before the plane was engulfed. Five crew members who were on board the Coast Guard aircraft were killed. Japanese news reports say the Coast Guard plane had been due to deliver relief goods to those affected by a deadly earthquake in the Nagata region on Monday that killed at least 48. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. The last day of President Biden's holiday week vacation. The president and his family continued a tradition of spending New Year's on St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The White House says President Biden received briefings from his national security team on developments in Israel and a deadly earthquake in Japan. The president is pledging any necessary assistance for the Japanese people. Fox's Jared Halpern, America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, sunshine, and uh, 33 degrees here in Pensacola this morning. New ordinance went into effect in Santa Rosa County yesterday. This ordinance lifts alcohol restrictions along Highway 98 in the southern portion of the county. The change will uh, lift the restriction on alcohol being sold within 2,500 feet of a church or a school in that corridor. In Gulf Breeze, Midway, and Navarre, uh, with that narrow peninsula, if you if you looked at the map, you couldn't go 2,500 feet and not find a church or a school somewhere along the highway. That is Santa Rosa County Commissioner Colton Wright, who talked with Channel 3. He says the ordinance uh, doesn't cause issues in most parts of Santa Rosa County. The change will benefit some organizations such as the American Legion, who'd been looking for a new location to expand in that part of the county but had trouble finding a building to meet the requirements. Wright says many churches and schools actually support it. The ordinance change. Well, as we head into the new year, FPL bills are set to go down at least a couple dollars a month. That's because of declining fuel costs. The utility raised rates due to high fuel costs in 2022. However, those costs uh, have gone a bit, gone down a bit now. FPL customers in Northwest Florida would pay 149.70 for 1,000 kilowatt hours in 2024, down from nearly 155 in 2023, and it'll go down a few more dollars in April once a storm-related charge ends. Escambia County deputies say a 15-year-old girl is missing and considered to be endangered. They're looking for Samara Fantroy, who was last seen on Sunday in the 4300 block of Fairfield Drive. The sheriff's office says she would have been carrying a large green duffel, duffel bag 
If you have information on her location, you're asked to contact the East Gambia Sheriff's Office. Well, New Year's Day was memorable for hundreds of area students. The Niceville High School Marching Band performing yesterday in the Rose Parade in California. Our next band from Niceville, Florida. Small Gulf Coast city in the Florida's uh, panhandle, about 50 miles east of Pensacola. They flew a charter out of Eglin Air Force Base last week, the only airport in the area that could accommodate a plane large enough to take this outstanding band, a total of 240 members. And that from yesterday's broadcast, the Eagles, one of only 20 schools from around the country, invited to perform at the Rose Parade. It's the third year they were invited. The band director uh, tells our friends over at Channel 3 that it's always a special event for them. The Florida Highway Patrol investigating a fatal crash near Florabama yesterday. That happened on Perdido Key Drive, just a few hundred feet from the state line. FHP says a car was headed east when it veered off the road and hit a concrete utility pole at about 1230 in the morning. One passenger in the vehicle, a 56-year-old Baymanette man, died in the crash. The 23-year-old driver and another 23-year-old passenger were both hurt. FHP is asking anybody who saw that crash to contact them. It is 7.35 at News Radio 92.3. Jake's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Well, I'm happy to report that there are no major slowdowns or accidents to report. Um, looking around the, the roadways here, I-10 and I-110 at posted speeds or faster. Highway 90 is clear through Milton and Pace. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Summit Boulevard also not showing any slowdowns. Uh, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no accidents reported east or westbound. You're clear all the way through. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text me and let me know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. We are going to have a beautiful day today with sunny skies. Temperatures on the cooler side, high near 56 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 41 degrees. For Wednesday, rain chances will build in as the morning hours. 100% chance of rain with a high near 53. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 37 degrees. On Thursday, sunshine returns with a high near 54. This is Brooke Richardson with the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. And right now, 33 in Pensacola, 36 in Gulf Breeze, and 32 in Milton. With sunshine, looks like a beautiful morning. Your next news at 8, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Several prominent companies will ring in the new year with a new CEO who officially assumed the role on New Year's Day. Krispy Kreme welcomes Char... Josh Charlesworth as the new president and CEO. Morgan Stanley is bringing on Edward Ted Pick as their new leader. And Sherwin-Williams, a leader in manufacture, development, and distribution, and sale of paint and coatings, has named Heidi Petz as the company's new chief operating officer. China factory activity slowed down in December for the third straight month. Officials say it is due to weak demand. The U.S. government has raised spending on construction ports, cut interest rates, and eased curbs on ho buying to try to stimulate the domestic demand. Even so, China's economy grew 5.2% in the first three quarters of the year. And futures right now are down, with the Dow futures falling 200. Friday, the Dow industrials were down 20. That's your money now. 
Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. News Radio Pensacola. Your home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. Start your mornings off with the award-winning Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jake. Then get informed and laugh from 11 till 2 with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Followed by the Guy Benson Show. Your afternoon drive is anchored by Pensacola Right Now with Joe and Austin. Followed by Dave Ramsey. It's News Radio Pensacola. Heard on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Seven thirty nine here on a cold, cold January second. Uh, you know, cold for us anyway. <laughs> not, not cold for like Illinois and Massachusetts standards, but cold enough for us. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Good to have you with us. Happy New Year! If you weren't with us yesterday, uh, Chip Simmons is the Escambia County Sheriff. Always joins us on a Tuesday after we haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. Good to talk to you again, Sheriff. Welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Uh, good morning, Andrew. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing well. I, had, I enjoyed the football yesterday, so I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm in a pretty good mood this morning. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, that I don't really see an awful lot of, and this is good, this is good, I don't see a lot of, you know, big, terrible crimes. The one I did see, North of Scambia had a report about a guy in Molino who allegedly attacked his girlfriend with a sword and a hammer on Christmas Eve. Um, aggravated battery, deadly weapon, strangulation, domestic violence related. I just, you know, you bring somebody over for Christmas and, uh, and then he threatens your life. I mean, this is the boyfriend comes over for Christmas and uh, allegedly, uh, and, and worse. This is, this is stuff you and I talk about all the time is domestic stuff is just so hard to predict, right? Uh, yeah, this is not, you know, this is not your hallmark, you know, Christmas type type scenario there. No, this is a situation where. As you said, a, a boyfriend's invited over to hopefully spend some time during the holidays. Ends up escalating into a, a, a fight and, and weapons were used. And we do. We talk about it you know, quite a bit that there are uh, still a number of times where, or too many times, where uh, domestic violations or, or domestic uh, situations escalate and end up, you know, sometimes uh, people get harmed by it. Yeah, it's just terrible stuff to hear. But other than that, I didn't see anything that was – you know, particularly noteworthy over the last week or two, especially with the, you know, Christmas weekend and then New Year's weekend. Did you have anything that I'm missing? You know, I just uh, took another look through my, my what we call our unusual reports. 
um, all reports that our shift commanders and, and sergeants will let, let us know what's, what, what took place overnight, you know, while we were all sleeping. Um, and they're really for the, for the long weekend, for like the two weeks, um, in the past, we have had, uh, a relatively quiet weekend. In fact, it's been about as, as quiet as I can remember for a, a New Year's Eve, and then even before that for Christmas Eve. So I guess that's good, right? I will take it. <laughs> never will complain. I will never complain about that. Uh, I know we're still now just in the relative infancy of the Shot Spotter program, but of course now with the uh, PPD having their three uh, miles, you have your three square miles. So we got six square miles between the two. Um, and of course, I know you're working on the Real Time Crime Center as well. Um, how did Shot Spotter do uh, over this time, and particularly on New Year's Eve? How did it do? Uh, you know, they, don't, they haven't given me the exact numbers. As I understand it, though, we have had, you know, we did have a couple. But but remember, um, these are just um, indications that a shot has been fired, not necessarily that one has been fired in anger. Right. Um, and we do respond to every single one of them. Um, so our numbers are, uh, too, since we've had it up probably in the dozens. Um, but but I think, as I'm, like I can recall, there's only one um, that was actually a, a shooting that we ended up making an arrest out of. That's again. That's good. I, I I was really curious. The as I understand the technology, you correct me if I'm wrong. It can distinguish between not only between a gun and a firework, but even between different calibers of gun. Like it'll tell you that sounds like a nine millimeter. That sounds like a seven six two, and it will not misinterpret firecrackers or you know bottle rockets or any of that kind of stuff. Am I right about that? Yeah, it's supposed to differentiate between rounds. Uh, calibers obviously lets you know the number of shots and even the direction that the shot is going towards or, or from. Um, but but it's supposed to distinguish between fireworks, um, you know, car backfires and that sort of thing. Yeah. But again, I, it's technology, so I you know I'm I'm, I'm not going to say it was 100% do that. Uh, but we have noticed it um, so far. We have we found shell casings where it says that the gunshots have. Um, you know, or, or have, have been indicated for. That's great. I think that uh, the important part, again, if you remember, is that not just the shot spotter program, but the thing that I'm even more um, I'm looking forward to is the, the real-time crime center itself, the, the incorporation of all the videos, that the video feeds that we can gather um, from, you know, government entities and then some voluntary um, business owners and, and even homeowners. And then we, we incorporate the shot spotter with that, um, you know, and then we partnership with the city of Pensacola. So we, we should have a pretty good um, idea, a pretty good um, umbrella, if you will, ultimately of, of cameras on this, what we call our star network. Right. No, that's, that's fantastic when that rolls out. I've been meaning to ask, and I just, I don't know the answer. That's, I sometimes like to ask those kind of questions too. Um, when I'm in my neighborhood on New Year's Eve, I hear things happen outside and I usually just figure it's New Year's Eve. I'm not going to calling any of that stuff um there are times that i'm like well that kind of sounded i thought maybe more like a gunshot and that sounded more like a firework you're an expert in this area can you tell like if you're in your house or if you're out and about somewhere can do you feel like you know the difference between a firework and a, a bullet going off I, I i think i do i i will um i know that a lot of other law enforcement officers will probably tell you that if you hear something and, and you know and we're all together we all look at each other like and our first thing is, it's like everyone else would say, that sounds like a gunfire, or that's you know that's fireworks or a car backfire or something. Uh-huh. Now I can tell you that sometimes from a distance it may be hard to differentiate. Right. But I I think that, that there is a difference, and sometimes it's it's the number of rounds. You know, if you obviously hear them all night, hopefully it's fireworks. If it's if you only hear you know one or two, and you're like that seems a little bit odd, 
or especially if it's um, during hunting season, and you live near <laughs> yeah. a wooded area, there may well be some shotgun shotgun uh, blast. Um, I, I I think you, if you if you've heard enough of them, I think you can tell uh, typically tell a difference. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the pattern of the noise it can be as telling as the noise itself because you know if they're going off, you know what that is. But if it's dut 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 dut. Yeah, I mean that's it, gunfire sounds different in 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 frequency, if not in actual sound effect. One of the things I've uh, kind of heard lately is people are asking. It seems like we see more pursuits. It seems like we see more chases uh, with the Scamby County. Is is that true? Is there? Because I know you and I've talked about chase policy a lot, but is there anything going on in that regard? Well, I, I would say that there is. We have. Um, I, I've given my shift lieutenant a little more authority to pursue. Stolen cars. In fact, when I was looking through my unusuals, the only thing I did see were about three, um, you know, pursuits, and one of them resulted in a what we call a pit maneuver, or a situation where we get behind him and we spin him out a little bit, um, and end up stopping, hopefully stopping the uh, the pursuit. So of the three that I noticed, one of them uh, we used a pit maneuver, and the other two were canceled. So we're not saying that that we will pursue all stolen cars, uh, but but they're felonies, and we have learned that. Uh, what some of these people in our neighborhood and our community are doing is they're stealing cars and then they're hiding them for a while and then using them for drive-by shootings. And so I, I quite frankly, have, have gotten tired of that. And so I, I authorized our lieutenants to make that, that call and, and keeping in mind the, you know, the, the conditions, the time of day, the, the road traffic, and just how, how they're driving. I've also instructed them to try to end the chase as quickly as they can. So if they can pursue a car, they can also spin the car uh, and hopefully apprehend the people that are, you know, they're stealing cars um, with the thought that they may well be on their way to do a drive-by shooting. Okay, no, so th- this makes sense to me because historically what you've always said is that, you know, forcible felonies, uh, serious danger to people is justification to chase. Typically you don't unless that's the situation. But in this case, uh, as a pattern, you've seen that stolen cars are being used in those kinds of crimes. Therefore, it's kind of like the, um, you know, the precedent to the other thing, let's catch them now before it gets to the other thing because the other thing is happening too often. Okay, I don't. That makes sense. I, I appreciate that. Hey, last thing, well, and, and this and, and here's the thing, and, and, and here's the thing too. It's not their car. They shouldn't be stealing someone's car. And um, you know, if you're concerned about us chasing you, you should be. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you, and this is kind of an odd one, but um, California has just enacted a law that says that cops are prohibited from approaching the car and using the sort of standard line of, do you know why I pulled you over? They're actually required to tell the person, I pulled you over for speeding, or I pulled you over for your brake lights, or I pulled you over for reckless driving, or I, like they're, they're required to declare the infraction uh, to the driver of the car. Does ECSO have a standard on what you're supposed to say when you approach and is telling the driver the reason, is that part of it? Uh, it, it is part of it. It's what when our um, our deputies go through their field training, we're told when you stop a car, identify yourself, and then tell them why you stop them. I don't think that it's in our policy, and, and quite frankly, I'm I'm surprised that California, with all the concerns they have over there, that they're worried about, you know, that that initial um, setup to a traffic stop. Um, it's not a secret. I think that a deputy should tell them, hey, this is why I stopped you. You were speeding, or you ran that stop sign. Um, in what order, you know, whether they tell them that before they identify themselves, I, you know, as long as they tell them that, as long as they're professional, I, I can live with it. Okay. And I had, I just remember there was this great story Scott Collins, new city manager in Milton, had told when he came on. He was a former cop, and he remembers one time when he pulled a guy over for speeding like 80, and 
He said, do you know why I pulled you over? And the guy said, son, if you don't know why you pulled me over, I'm leaving. And he did. <laughs> and, and he said, all right, lesson learned. <laughs> I know what I need to tell people in the future. And uh, that was kind of, it was a funny story, but still it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, if you're going to pull somebody over and impede their their life for a minute, uh, you ought to maybe declare to them why you did it. Uh, sheriff Chip Simmons, he's the Scamby County Sheriff. Sir, thank you so much for the time as always and keeping us safe and, and honestly adjusting policy to fit the changing um, law enforcement needs of the community. I appreciate that, sir. We'll talk to you again next week. You bet. Y'all take care. 750 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Remember when washing machines were made in America, were solidly built, and actually got your clothes clean? They aren't a thing of the past. They are Speed Queen, and they are available at Tops Appliance. Speed Queen washer and dryers combine durability and technology into the best washers and dryers in the world. Speed Queen will change the way you think about washing machines. They're built to last longer and deliver exceptional wash results. Unlike many other washers and dryers with plastic parts, Speed Queen uses commercial grade steel and porcelain components designed to give you at least 25 years of reliable, trouble-free operation. That's why they come with lifetime warranties, the best warranties in the business. See store for warranty details. Speed Queen washers and dryers are built to work and built to last. If you want durability, innovation, and perfectly done laundry the first time, then you want Speed Queen. See these great Speed Queen washers and dryers for yourself at Topps Appliance on Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Start your mornings off informed with all things Pensacola on the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. But wise. But uh, but wise. But wise. But but wise. Not light, not Bud Light. <laughs> Just standard old King of Beers. 752 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm a part of a couple of these Facebook groups that are like Gen X stuff. And so they're always posting about the movies I grew up on, the ads I grew up on, the, the books and TV shows. And, you know, just. Mm-hmm. Mm, Mm. And yet, also, I hate to be old enough where that's true. Right. <laughs> what, what was the thing I was telling you earlier? The the example I was telling you. Oh, uh, somebody was Friends. at Starbucks, and um, the uh, the oh, or, yeah. the order number <laughs> was nine zero two one zero, and the barista said your order number is nine zero two one zero without batting an eye, and they said, and I immediately crumbled to ash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines, David. 
Members of a migrant caravan are now clinging to the side of a train nicknamed the Beast, making its way towards the Texas border town of El Paso. County Commissioner there, David Stout, says they're preparing for another influx of asylum seekers. We're able to take care of it. You know, I understand that there may be more folks coming, but I believe that we're going to be okay. Uh, And he says they're currently moving migrants out quickly after they arrive. The group uh, apparently trying to arrive in Texas before A new law goes into effect that would allow uh, local cops to arrest anybody they think could be in the country illegally. Apparently in New Jersey, there's a new new telemarketing law that's uh, known as the Seinfeld Bill. Telemarketers must now provide their name, mailing address, and phone number for the company they're working for within 30 seconds into their phone call. New Jersey officials have dubbed this the Seinfeld Bill because there was once an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry Seinfeld got irritated by a telemarketer and demanded personal information from the telemarketer so he could bother that person in the same way he was being bothered. Well, backers of this new law are hoping this will cut down on the high number of phone scams targeting seniors. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New Jersey. Good. Yes, absolutely. We should take that nationwide. You know, maybe we should do this for our frivolous topic today, but you know what I do when somebody calls me? I I do not answer or I hang up. I'm not proud of it. I don't think it's the most loving charitable thing ever, but it's, you know, and if I pick up the phone and and you know me and you're trying to get a hold of me, I'll figure that out pretty quickly. But somebody's be like, you know, hey, sir, I just wanted to get it clicked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I more no tolerance for it anymore. More and more people now, if you don't recognize the number on your caller yep. ID, yep. straight to voicemail, I'll call you back. And and I actually I'm, I have I have an extra blessing that um I do not have an 850 number for my phone. So the spam calls I get come from where my phone is from originally because I still have right. that number. So I know all those calls. If it's not already in my phone and I don't know you, mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, don't need to be talking to you. All right. Thanks so much, David. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Have you been getting all of the texts from Nikki Haley lately? Oh, my God. I mean, How many? every day, three or four at She's least. She's trying to send me as many texts as Donald Trump sends me emails. <laughs> my God. Oh, Simmer down yeah, now. Yeah. Don't be so thirsty. Summer down now. <laughs> okay. Uh, looks like we're great on the roadways around town. Highway 98 east and westbound through uh, Gulf Breeze and Navarre is no uh, s- moving smoothly at the, at the moment. Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace is clear all the way around the curve to Scenic and through Pensacola. Highway 29 south through Cantonment is clear as well. And looks like, um, let's see here. Let me get back over to this side. Looks like Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic. Uh, Lillian Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Oh, man. Somebody texted in and said, when the music you grew up on is the background music at the grocery store, you know you're... <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh, my God. I When I'm when I'm at the grocery store and they're playing Depeche Mode, I'm like, oh, mm. man. It's just... And I'm rocking. I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dang it. I hate this. Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on? New laws. Uh, uh, we kind of mentioned that new law in California to chip. Oh, somebody texted in and said, good point, is that the question, do you know why I pulled you over, is actually raises self-incrimination problems. Because, right, you're now asking them to tell you what they did wrong when what you could very well say is, well, officer, why don't you tell me why you pulled me over? You know, I mean, that's really kind of where that goes. Like, you can't just pull somebody over and probe them. 
What'd you do wrong in the last 10 minutes, sir? <laughs> I mean, why don't you tell me what you think I did wrong? Because uh, that's really their job is to tell you that. Um, other laws that have gone into effect, North Carolina law requires uh, pornographic websites to confirm that the people going to them are 18 years old. This is becoming more widespread. Um, I agree with that law. Uh, another, I mean, if you're going to make somebody prove an idea to buy a magazine, they ought to have an idea, to, or they ought to show an age. I mean, I know it can be worked around, but it's it's a step, okay? Uh, another new Illinois law will allow lawsuits from victims of deep fake pornography, which is where you've completely fabricated. Good. Good. There ought to be consequences for this deep fake stuff. I mean, it's just disgusting. Um, it's, it's hard to see legitimate uses for it, whether it's replacing actors or actresses or fabricating what your political opponent said or doing, you know, putting somebody's face on uh, pornography. It's just it's, it's sick. Um, meanwhile, and you got to figure that this one is going to wind up in maybe an episode of the Transgressors Memorial Service on Friday. Um, a new law taking effect uh, in Hawaii requires marriage certificates to be issued to people who request to change how their sex is listed. The state is also replacing gender-specific terms uh, throughout its legal uh, documents. In state law, the word mother is being replaced with birthing parent, and the word father is being replaced with non-birthing parent. Well, it shows what you know. These days, you could be a father birthing parent. <laughs> See, Hawaii, you tried to keep up and you just didn't keep up good enough. You don't know what's really going on. Um, new buildings in Colorado, wholly or partly owned by government entities, will be required to have on every floor where you have a gender nonspecific bathroom. Of course. Uh, not that that's good, but that's what we're doing. Um in Kansas, there the sales tax on groceries is dropping from four to two to nothing eventually over time. I I thought pretty much everywhere in the country you could buy food for no tax. I did not realize that that was a variable. And then one I mentioned to you yesterday is kind of an odd one is that in Alabama you are no longer going to pay income tax on overtime pay if you're an hourly employee, which I think is kind of an interesting one. Um, not, yeah, I tried to research it a little bit, but just kind of an odd little law that's going into effect. And I think our pullover law has gotten more robust now. That you can't drive in the left lane. The, the the left lane driving law, I think, is a little bit stronger now. So, just things are changing around the country as it's January, and people have to adapt to new realities. Seven fifty nine here on News Radio ninety two three. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to News Radio ninety two three, WNRP Golf Free's Milton Pensacola. 